0: On this week's Super Hits podcast, we're talking about "Break My Stride" by Matthew Wilder. Here we go. Super Hits podcast, and uh, let's just jump into this one. I'm Alan on uh, all the social media. Slip of Five Eyes or Slip? Who's out there with me this week? <laughs>
1: Uh, we're mixing it up a little jbc my website is megamix.com.com and uh i am not on any social medias really so you know um just visit my website
0: yeah do or, that or, everybody or
1: don't yeah like really it doesn't matter to me
0: uh we're going to uh talk about matthew wilder and break my stride let's uh let's just get right into this one shall we sounds good here we go all right, Matthew Wilder, who was actually born Matthew Weiner. <laughs>
1: Nerd. Well, that, that, was, yes, that was a smart change.
0: Yeah, uh, American musician, singer, songwriter, and record producer. He was one half of the Greenwich Village folk rock group of Matthew and Peter in the 1970s. I wish he was part of the Greenwich uh,
1: Posse.
0: Yes, the, the, the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> the mean Street Posse. Uh, in 1978, he moved to LA and sang for television commercials. And as a backup vocalist for Ricky Lee Jones and Bette Midler, in 1983, he released his uh, debut LP called I Don't Speak the Language, which included the single Break My Stride. And after the success of the single, he had some continued success with the single The Kids American, which reached number 33 in 1984. He had another album called "Bouncing Off the Walls that, yes. um, imagine that, failed to gain a lot of momentum and was deemed a commercial failure. Awesome. Uh, despite a downturn in his career, he continued in the music industry as a songwriter and record producer. He produced albums for No Doubt. He produced Tragic Kingdom. Nice. Uh, 702, Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, Miley Cyrus on her Hannah Montana song GNO, Girls' Night Out yes uh and the Bell Brigade and others uh for the Disney film Mulan he co-wrote the songs with lyricist David Zippel. while also lent his singing voice to the character of Ling he won an an Annie Award nomination for music in an animated feature production and was nominated for an Academy Academy Award for best musical uh best original original musical or comedy score for his work on the film I yes. mean he got that Disney money so that's uh he's set Disney money. In theater, he was uh, paired with David Sapel again to provide the music and lyrics for Princesses, a musical comedy update uh, of the novel A Little Princess. The production ran at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle for, in 2003, which, if that's it, does not sound like a big production to me. But what do I know?
1: <laughs> what do you know?
0: So a little bit about I Don't Speak the Language. It was released in 1983 on uh, Epic. It was recorded at Conway Studios in Hollywood, as well as Soundcastle in L.A. The album was produced by Peter Bandetta, Rick Chudikoff, and Bill Elliott. The album, did not have amazing chart success. The only chart placement I see on Wikipedia is, pardon me, Wikipedia. What are you doing? Get it right. (laughs) Yeah, it's peaking at number 85 in Australia. Really? But the first single off of I Don't Speak the Language is Break My Stride. It yes. was released in October uh, 1983 on
1: Halloween. Halloween. Uh,
0: though I'm not 100% sure of this because it shows up on the Billboard Hot 100 chart starting in September. So I'm assuming that the single was played on the radio, yeah. um, but you probably couldn't buy it until, until October. I don't know. It's the wick Eyes fault for this one. Who
1: it's just picked like a random, yeah. like, date kind of around
0: that time. Yeah, this may... Uh, this August
1: also... uh, 15th.
0: Yeah, there. Songwriting credits for the song go to both Matthew Wilder and Greg Prestopino who also provided backing vocals. Oh. Industry executive Clive Davis initially signed oh. Wilder to Arista Records, but Wilder was not getting the results he or the producers wanted with finding the style of music that was working for him. So near the end of a frustrating period with the record label, he recorded Break My Stride on his own dime, in the early hours of the morning, at the studio of producer Spencer Proffer, uh, uh, he submitted the song to Arista, but heard nothing. When Wilder called the label to check, he spoke with the A and R head at the label, who found the cassette copy of "Break My Stride" with a note from Clive saying, yes. "Interesting song, but not a hit." I love it. Uh, and he oh, said, his
1: "Only hit is that." <laughs> yeah, he I said. If you,
0: yeah, he said. Uh, Matthew Wilder said, "If you guys can't hear this, there's nothing I can do for you anymore." And he suggested that the label drop him. So they did. So, yeah. yeah. So, after he was dropped from the label, he managed to connect with record promoter Joe Iscrow, who had a history of doing legally questionable things to promote and chart yes. certain songs. I uh, love it. This included Paola. Uh, Paola, I, I believe, it. we have not talked about on this podcast yet. We have not.
1: We also haven't talked about Paola's. <laughs> yeah. Then, yes, not we'll the band either. We'll that sometime, I'm sure.
0: So payola in the music industry is the illegal practice of paying a commercial radio station to play a song without the station disclosing the payment. Under U.S. law, a radio station must disclose songs that they were paid to play on the air as sponsored airtime. The number of times the songs are played can influence the perceived popularity of a song, and payola may be used to influence these matters. Now, I don't know if it falls under payola, but there are other means that people have used to get DJs to play songs. (laughs) that uh, aren't as pleasant as getting money. No uh, so decappping them in the back alley. So speaking of that, a little bit about this Joe Isgro uh, guy. There. he's an American a former record promoter and reputed soldier in the Gambino crime family. There we go. So he's into music. I said he's hesh.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> uh, Isgro's resume as well as the list of artists who he's worked with is very long. record labels included Decca Records, Paramount. Schwartz Brothers, Motown Records, and EMI. In 1979, he formed Iskro Enterprises, an independent record promotion and consulting company. He promoted releases for several uh, several major labels. He then developed Los Angeles Recording Company, or LARC, distributed through MCA Records. And soon after the formation of LARC Records, he established a second label, label Private Eye Records. I as the letter I.
1: I love it. Hey, I have one question. Uh- did he also run a waste management company?
0: No, he didn't. Well, actually, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows where the money comes from? So yep. Private Eye was distributed through Columbia Records. The first release was Break My Stride, yes. and it was the first of their 27 charting singles. Love it. Uh, also, in 1992, he produced the film Hoffa. Okay, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, in 1990... Uh, Iskro and two defendants were prosecuted for 57 counts of Payola-related offenses. Yes. Uh, the case was dismissed by federal Judge James M. eideman on the grounds of outrageous government misconduct. I love it. Uh, then the FBI uh, came after him again in 2000 uh, and charged him with federal felony a complaint of extortion. He was convicted and sentenced to 50 months in federal prison. In 2014, he pled not guilty in the New York State Supreme Court to charges of gambling conspiracy and money laundering. He was released on released on $250,000 bail. So, a right. shady guy, but you know, got yeah. a lot of music uh, made. So, got the job done. That's right. Uh, the personnel for the song itself, "Break My Stride," were as follows: We have Matthew Wilder, lead and backing vocals, as well as, and you should know this one, the Prophet Five synthesizer.
1: I do it right when I first heard it, back yeah. in, in
0: 1983. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Billy Elliot also used the Prophet 5, Dennis Herring and guitar, Peter Bandetta on the Oppenheim DMX. Yeah, for uh, sure. John Gilston on the Simmons drum programming, and uh, then a couple of folks doing backing vocals. Yes. The song comes in at a little bit short, 3 minutes and 5 seconds.
1: Yeah, a
0: little short. Uh, The length of the single and the album version appear to be the same. There are 51 versions released on Discogs. Uh, Almost all of them are from 1983 or 1984. (laughs) There was an MP3 reissue of the song in 2022, but come on. Come on. (laughs) Almost all of the releases are on 7 or 12-inch record, and they're released all around the world. I own the 7-inch Canadian release off of Epic Records from yes. 1983. Very cheap, very easy to find. Yes. The B-side to many of the singles was an instrumental version of the track. So if you want to uh, sing yeah, to your favorite uh, track, just flip that record over and uh, play it. That's the
1: best.
0: My version has a single called I Was There as the B-side. Uh, the 12-inch single includes a few different versions of the song, including a remix and club version, which clocks in at 5 minutes and 10 seconds, a little long. A long. And then the dub version, which clocks in at a perfect four minutes and two seconds. Well done. The club version has longer instrumental sections and an extended steel drum solo. I said it sounds fine. Also unnecessary.
1: Okay. I was, for, my ears perked up like a dog. Yeah. When I heard the, when I was all, a, a steel drum. Yep. Still, I'm still going to listen
0: to it. Uh, Matthew Wilder has one compilation, which is just a release of his two LPs together.
1: Uh, I thought it would be just like break my stride like sixteen times or something. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, of course, break my stride is uh, stride is part of that. As uh, for other compilations, the track appears on a lot of them. But uh, the most interesting ones to me, we have Dance Rap '84. Yes. An Australian compilation from CBS Records. It was. Uh, it has a fantastic track list, but nothing that I would consider to be rap. <laughs> I
1: love it.
0: Another Australian co- uh compilation called Throbbin '84. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Uh, has a great playlist, I'll say that. Uh, we have "Rockin' with the Hits," which was released in Canada in 1984. Yes. And I, I, by this point, I was like, you know what? 1984 may be the best uh, year for compilation music because the the tracks on these comps are all gold.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got to think that's like maybe that maybe. Compilations in their prime.
0: Yeah, uh, we have a Quality Records comp released in Canada in 1985 called Rock 1980 or sorry, Rock 85. Yeah, yeah. Rock
1: 85.
0: Yeah, uh, Time Life Sounds of the 80s collection. It was on the LP for the mid 80s. Take two. Uh, the most recent instance of the song being performed live was in 2017 at the Indiana State Fair. Love it. It looks like he played a two-song set, which feels about right
1: that's
0: so great uh there is no record of the first time the song was performed and uh i said my at the time i wrote this this was uh a, a few months ago so i said yeah. my girlfriend sarah now my wife yes uh, would be interested to hear that her favorite band bikini kill covered this one in concert in 2022
1: now see that i would like mm-hmm. to hear and i will seek that out
0: uh i did not find any instances of pro wrestlers using this for their entrance music
1: you know what That'd be perfect for Nautilus and Aquarius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this so is uh, one of the most uh, perla- perennially popular songs for movies, TV shows, commercials, and samples, generating a nice revenue stream for Wilder. The uh, Movies include Not Another Teen Movie, Dickie Roberts' Former Child Star. That's one of your favorites, right?
1: I love that. That is one of the greatest movies ever yeah.
0: made. Uh, He's Just Not That Into You and Cedar Rapids. Companies uh, that use the song in their ads include National Car Rental, J.P. Morgan Chase, and the New Zealand company called State Insurance. Uh, Wilder told Songfacts, "Some of the products it's been used to promote, I'm not uh, particularly enthralled with, but by the same token, you'd be surprised at the amount of revenue a song like that can generate over the years."
1: Yeah, like who cares? Just give me my check.
0: Yeah, Uh, the song experienced a resurgence in early 2020 thanks to TikTok. Of course. Uh, so the first challenge is TikTokers texting the lyrics to the song line by line to people they know. The challenge is to trick the other person into believing it's a normal conversation. I do
1: like that. That's pretty good.
0: There's another one where this was especially happening during the lockdowns where like they'd have people like hiding in closets and stuff. Uh, with, okay. like, sirens playing, but then, you know, it'd be like the United States not giving a shit, so they play Break My Stride while they're all partying during COVID and getting sick, so... That's
1: that's actually pretty good, too.
0: Uh, Matthew Wilder was thrilled with the meme, saying that the results are often bizarre but hilarious, and... Yeah, because a-
1: the checks got fatter and fatter. Yeah, of it's course, right? Like, oh, that was yes.
0: interesting. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, anyways, those are my facts. You want to go to lyrics? Let's do it. All right, so... The uh, lyrics that I like the most on this song were, you're on the road and now you pray it lasts. The road behind was rocky, but now you're feeling cocky.
1: That is exactly, I said the whole second verse is so saucy. I, of course, love, you look at me and you see your past. Is that the reason why you're running so fast? (laughs) Yes. You cannot go wrong with rolling your R's in a song uh Um, i love it so that absolutely that whole second verse rules
0: so in the song it's a failed relationship with a woman that wilder is leaving behind him Uh, but as already mentioned the real life inspiration was the record mogul clive davis yes who was the head of arista records in a song facts interview with wilder he explained that davis signed him around 1981 but nothing matthew recorded went over well with uh clive davis
1: and get it over with with the boss.
0: Yeah, he said my relationship with Clive Davis was precisely the impetus for the writing of the song. So, All right. the artist told you that is the reason why I wrote this song.
1: Because so, we, I assume, you were going to get some sources that may say otherwise.
0: Yeah, so let's start with ChatGPT. Oh my god, here, here we go. I asked, uh, asked ChatGPT to tell me what the song meant. It said, the lyrics convey a message of resilience and determination in the face of adversity, while the song's meaning can be open to interpretation... It generally speaks about not letting obstacles or setbacks hinder one's progress or determination to achieve their goals. I mean, I guess so. Like, Sure, sure. Uh, if you want to
1: say a bunch of stuff without really saying a bunch of stuff.
0: Okay. Uh, so, one comment from Song Facts. Okay. SKS from Dallas, Texas said, I always wondered how anyone could sail away to China in a rowboat. So... I love it. Uh taking it literally, of course. Yes, of course. And then of course the real gold is that song meanings. So Cool nice. Blue Reason said, LOL, this used to be my feel better song. I would sing it in my head when I felt like giving up. That was like six or seven years ago though. Ha <laughs> ha. So oh, okay. guess he feels better. So
1: good good for
0: that person. Uh Sunset Pup said a girl dumped him because she thought she was moving up in society and too good for a loser like him. At first, he tried to get her back, but she doesn't want to associate with him anymore more because he's holding her back. Later, he realizes, you know what? You were holding me back, too. I don't want no bitch like you.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, so, so not the song, and uh, yeah, you don't need to be that aggressive with your language, Sunset no. Pup. That's right. Uh, Absent124 said... I think this song is about him having the green apple splatters and trying to get to a toilet before he messes his clothes up again Jesus uh, Let's go to reception
1: I have one last thing Oh yeah you go. What I do like about the lyrics in this song also Is when they, he has the last line of the verses leading into the chorus It's a great uh, it, it always pops me when lyricists do that So it'd be like And she said And it goes into the chorus Oh awesome. yes
0: Nice And it's not even a rapper That's the best part. No,
1: exactly. It's so good.
0: All right. Reception time.
1: Do
0: it. So Break My Stride debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of September 17th, 1983. Again, a month and a half before it was released, according to the Wickeye. Yes. Uh, It was nestled in between Get It Right by Aretha Franklin and A Little Good News by Canada's own Anne Murray. Oh, Uh, Get It Right is a decent track but nothing spectacular. It fits with the music that Aretha Franklin was putting out in the 80s. It was on the way down the chart after peaking at 61. A Little Good News was making its debut during the same week. It would peak at number 74 but hit number one in both the Canadian and US country charts.
1: All right, Ann Murray.
0: I said, if you like country music, you'll probably like the song. The lyrics are terrible, though. Though she makes specific <laughs> reference to the USA in the lyrics, clearly pandering to the U.S. audience, which wow. makes me want to puke. So, here Mrs. You go.
1: Murray, yeah, or Ms.
0: Murray. Uh, Break My Stride peaked at number five on the Hot 100 chart during the week of yes. Jan- uh, January third or twenty-first, nineteen eighty-four. Stayed at number five for three weeks. Uh, here is your top 10 for January 21st, 1984. Uh, number one, Owner of the Lonely Heart by yes. yes. Number two, Say, Say, Say by Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Uh, okay. Number three, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Number four, Talking in Your Sleep by The Romantics. Hey, we covered that. Yep, Break My Stride at five. I guess that's why they call it The Blues by Elton John at six. Okay. Twist of Fate by Olivia Newton-John at seven. Joanna by Cool and the Gang at eight. Running with the Night by Lionel Richie at nine. And Say It It Isn't So by Daryl Hall and John Oates at number 10. Right on. Uh, Coming in at number 58 during that same week was Let's Pretend We're Married by Prince. Yes. Just random fact for you there. Random fact for you. Uh, Back in Canada a few weeks later, Break My Stride also peaked at number five. This was during the week of February 11th, 1984. This is back when it was the top fifty singles chart. Uh, yes, your, your top ten. It was,
1: a, it was like a couple of years, like a year and a half there. Yep, I, I feel like maybe less than a year. I don't know.
0: Uh, your top ten for that week: talking in your sleep at one, Karma Chameleon at two, Red Red Wine by UB40 at three, Owner of a Lonely Heart at four, Break My Stride at five, uh, Nobody Told Me by John Lennon at six. Uh, major tom open parenthesis coming home close parenthesis by peter schilling Uh, say 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 at eight i guess that's why they call it the blues at nine and twist of fate at 10 okay Uh, during that same week editor walt grayless had this to say in his walt says column yes he says a classy cbs memento you gotta hand it to the cbs group they know how to say thank you And then uh, I put in parenthesis here. At this point, note that this is the same edition that Jamie looked at when he covered talking in your sleep a few weeks ago. Uh, I was yes. more than surprised and thrilled to receive a beautiful award with a message reading. Thanks for helping put Thriller over the million, Mark. <laughs> I think you read this exact same one.
1: I'm sure I did. Way yeah. back on the 21st of April.
0: Yeah, when Walt Graylis took credit for getting Thriller to a that's, million that's buys. That's right, we
1: did. Yeah. We, 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 we clowned him for that
0: one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Break My Stride would peak at number four on the UK singles chart during the week of February 5th, 1984. And here's your top ten. And number one, "Relax" by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yes. "Radio Gaga" by Queen at two. Yes. "Girls Just Wanna Have Fun" by Cyndi Lauper at three. "Break My Stride" at four. "Doctor, Doctor" by Thompson Twins at five. Yes. Uh, that's "Living All Right." Open parenthesis from Olf Windershin. <laughs> Pet. <laughs> oh, close parenthesis by Joe Fagan. Uh, Holiday that's by a German. Ma- yeah. That's a
1: little teaser for next week.
0: Uh huh. A Holiday by Madonna at 7. Open parenthesis, Feels Like, close parenthesis, Heaven by Fiction Factory at 8. New Moon on Monday by Duran Duran at 9. Here Comes the Rain Again by Eurythmics at 10. Not bad in the UK.
1: Solid top 10 in the UK. Well
0: done. Uh, Glancing over the weekly charts, typically it's a top 10 single in English-speaking countries. So Australia, 6. Austria, 8. Belgium, 3. Uh, In the Netherlands, 5. Ireland, 3. Uh, But not uh, many number ones. It hit number one in Norway, and uh, that appears to be it. All right. Uh, It is. uh, The year-end charts uh, number 13 for top 100 songs of 1984 in the United States. Uh, Nice. uh, 41 in Canada, 42 in New Zealand. So, you know, all right. Certified gold in most markets where that is listed. And the track uh, had no awards, no nominations, no nothing. Has nope. uh, yeah, it has over 346 million streams on Spotify though. Nice. Uh, that's as of May, so like five months ago. Uh, it's perso- just so
1: great. It's like the only Matthew Wild- Wilder song you can listen to. It's
0: yeah. Perfect. And uh, spoiler alert for later: there was no music video. So there you go. Yes,
1: there we go. Uh,
0: covers and samples time.
1: Do it.
0: So the song is an original who sampled has it being sampled 19 times a few of note uh, your favorite of course oh, no. it was interpolated by puff daddy oh
1: of course uh, a song from the 80s yeah, puff yeah daddy sampled it no
0: yep uh in the 1997 hit can't nobody hold me down that's right that's right the song also contains a sample of the message by grandmaster flash Okay. I said, I don't actually hate everything that Puff Daddy did, but this song sucks ass. It's, it's not good. Nope. Uh, Aaron Carter also sampled this song in his song, Stride, open parenthesis, jump on the fizzy, close parenthesis. R.I.P. in peace. Uh, from his 2001 album, Oh Aaron, it's pop music by a kid who's 14 years old at the time and who died young, so I'm not going to crap on it. Assassin, interpolates the chorus in his shitty 1998 track read back boys where he okay. says they got to keep on thugging. oh
1: my god uh, that's yeah. amazing yeah and awful at the same time
0: yeah as for covers in 1996 austrian uh, austrian duo duo unique two had its most successful hit covering break my stride the dancier version of the song was the first international success for the band peaking at number one in Austria and New Zealand. And at number two in Australia, the song also charted in Ireland, Italy, Canada, and Scandinavia. Wow. Okay. Uh, I wrote it's fine. Okay. In 2004, it was covered by German band blue lagoon, where it became a hit in several European countries. And I said, it's another dance version of the song. And I said, also fine. Um, interestingly enough, it was covered by LA Guns in 2010.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Uh, I said it's not terrible. Okay. The 8-bit version of this song is pretty good. The 8-bit universe version of the song, in your words, humps.
1: All right. Yes. Uh, I'll to seek those out.
0: Yeah. Music video. Do it. So, from song facts, remarkably, no video was ever made for "Break My Stride," despite Wilder's objections. He told Song Facts, I was a big fan of Harry Nilsson and the Beatles, and my vision for Stride was to do something that was visually creative because it was such a fantastical lyric. I wanted it to be an animation live action thing. And they just kind of laughed at me and said, animation, you're not even getting a video.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there just is a totally shot down. Uh,
0: there is a video of a live performance of the song. Uh, it has about There's eleven a million. Of them. yeah, it has the one I checked had 11 million views in the last 13 years. My quick comments. Matthew Wilder's permed 80 s mullet is amazing. His so mustache good. is awful. He's wearing leather pants. Yep. The dude should be incredibly uncool, but I'm kind of mesmerized.
1: So is this the one with the green uh, clothes, like the backup dancers in green? I think so. yeah, I think that's the one. yeah I mean, oh, like such a nerd, but also it's impressive.
0: I said, I'm counting six musicians who are performing this song on stage, including three people playing synthesizers, which is unbelievable to me. There's no way that they need more than three people in total to make this song. Yes. All right. Let's go to ratings. It. All right. So no video. So uh, how do you rate the song?
1: So um, this song is just so white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's not funky at all, but I got to say it's so jaunty. Um, I really enjoy guitar licks. I think Matthew Wilder's vocals are unique for sure. That part when he rolls the R's is perfection. Uh, And also when he does have to say, oh, (laughs) that's tremendous as well. Um, This song reminds me uh, when we took a family trip to Edmonton for my uncle's wedding in 1984 and we were at what was then known as Fantasyland in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. And me and one of my cousins were riding the Swing of the Century and Break My Stride was playing.
0: Ah, okay. And
1: the whole week we thought the song was called Pick My Sty, like a sty in your eye. I don't know. Uh, this is a core memory of my early days, so I will always be quite fond of this track. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10.
0: Ooh, nice. For nostalgic reasons, but also yep. for quality. So.
1: Yeah, I-, I think it's a good mix. Of the two.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. Um, I-, I didn't think about it as being so white until you said it, but totally... <laughs> Really like is. synthesizers no bass nothing funky no. about it whatsoever no. No. uh but totally you still kind
1: of dance to it in like a really nerdy way
0: yeah or... yeah total like kind of like jaunty little song yeah <laughs> but yeah. you know good for the guy for banking on himself I think it's uh I think it's uh, like entertaining uh I I don't you know I wouldn't rush to turn it off uh I don't know if I would actively seek it out all the time but definitely a good listen when it comes on and I am matching you giving it a seven out of ten.
1: I would imagine this was on one of your 80s mixtapes oh uh, absolutely uh,
0: university a- days absolutely and i i was probably like i'm so cool for finding it so of course you were all right what have you got yeah. coming up
1: uh next week we're gonna talk uh wind of change by scorpions yes so uh let's get ready for that uh it's gonna be a good time
0: yeah so hit us up if you want to request a song or talk about the songs we've uh referenced so far super podcast at gmail.com is where to find us or find us on instagram at Superhits podcast and uh, i'm slip with five eyes
1: on all those social medias yes jbc my website's megamix.com.com thanks for listening friends
0: see ya